Hi, my name is Kevin McQuillan, and the following pre-recorded conversations are my attempt to make sense of the human experience through the practice of yoga. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, everyone. I'm going to move into a class. If you're not familiar with my style of teaching, I'll introduce you to it. And in part, I start most of my classes with the conversation up front to shape the class. And so you can understand uh, why I'm saying what I'm saying as I teach, and certainly to give you something to focus in on during your practice. And so I'll explain two sides of an, a particular equation this morning. One is protection and the way in which we protect ourselves. And then the opposite, how do we get ourselves out of this posture of protection that we can find ourselves in often. And I like visuals, so I usually have whiteboards with me with some distinctions. This is uh, one way that I attempt to make sense of my own experience. And I've been tracking my experience around this for the last Oh, several days. It's popped up here and there. So I thought, what the hell? I'm going to talk about it <laughs> and see if I can make sense of it, include some people in the conversation. And maybe you can find yourself in this conversation as well. And I assume if you're listening and have the desire to see yourself in new ways, you'll be able to find yourself in this conversation. And so I want to speak about the posture of protection. And there's many ways we protect ourselves. And one fundamental way, it seems to me, that we protect ourselves is um, to ensure that we're not hurt or harmed. You know, it's like, I don't want to be hurt or harmed, so I must protect myself. Well, what's going to hurt and harm me? Well, the unknown, for sure. That's one way of looking at it. What the hell lives in the unknown? Probably nothing good. Things that I don't know could be terrifying. It's like monsters and dragons and predators and horrible things out there in the dark, things that I don't know. And so best I don't explore the unknown, best I stay with what I do know, because it's predictable, like myself. I'm predictable. And I like being predictable because I can get a sense of what I need, how I feel, and how I move in the world. And we like predictability in various different ways. So I must not be hurt or harmed. That has a consequence holding that posture. Consider you're not necessarily after happiness, you're after not being hurt. So we can abandon the things that we actually want to protect against being hurt. And then you can ask yourself, well, what's gonna hurt me? Well, yourself, that's for sure. If you have any sense, you'll start to realize that, that you're not so, very, you're not so kind to yourself. What's another predator out there besides yourself? Other people. It's horrible people that are out there that could hurt you in various different ways. Not look at you, not listen to you, ignore you. I don't know, tell, say terrible things to you. All the things that can happen on a daily basis. So the common, common question is, how can I not be anxious or in pain? And it seems to me that is a question that is often asked. I certainly find myself asking myself that question often. How can I prevent from being anxious, working myself into a stressed state? 
And how can I live without pain? And pain comes in various different forms. We know that. Physical pain, emotional pain, cognitive pain, all these different pain points that we can live in. As such, you don't necessarily care if you succeed. You care if you are harmed and fail. So there's less attention on succeeding. There's more attention on, ha, I don't want to be harmed and fail. And it's an interesting hmm, dilemma we can find ourselves in this state. And as we, seems to me, have attention on things we don't want, those are the very things that manifest. Damn it. It's kind of the way it goes. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. Because we have so much attention on what we don't want, that very thing grows and presents itself, which creates a problem. And so we can create concern in our life and monsters out of nothing because we have so much attention on attempting to protect ourselves. The fundamental motivation here is I don't want to succeed. I'd rather be invisible and left alone. Oof, that one is an interesting one to explore. That's definitely a fundamental motivation I have. For sure, to be left alone. I've lived my life that way. I live in the jungle, for goodness sakes. <laughs> and I can see that this motivation led me here, to be left alone. So I can create my own little space and world here, outside of what's harmed and hurt me. And I'm in control in my environment in various different ways. It's pretty fascinating to look at myself that way that, wow, that motivation actually led me here to Costa Rica 12 years ago. And that's absolutely true. And as I mentioned, I lived most of my life that way. I just wanted to be left alone. And I played out postures of protection in various different ways. I'd play shy. I'd play aggressive, aloof. I was here then wasn't there. All of these different things I used to play out as a way to keep people at a distance. I was very good at it because what ended up happening was people just left me alone. It's like perfect. But I wasn't succeeding. That's what I've come to realize I don't do very well on my own. And I think that's true for each of us in our own way. And if the last two years haven't taught you that, where have you been? And so it's a really curious commitment that we can have to protect ourselves and to be left alone. Attempt to stay out of harm's way. What I started to notice is I didn't have the capacity to rely on myself because I was in a weakened state. And it seems to me that's what protection does. Ultimately weakens us. There's no strength to stand up to anything, including myself. There's nothing to push into because I was so frail from attempting to protect myself. And so I lost trust within myself and the ability to take care of myself. And people taught me how to take care of myself. And that was interesting. I actually had to let people in to be able to talk to take care of myself. They taught me how to do such a thing because I wasn't doing that in various different ways in my life. 
And so one of the consequences of protection is trust. We stop trusting ourselves. And if we don't trust ourselves, guess what happens? People don't trust us. We're not reliable. We're no longer predictable. And that is a significant consequence on relationships. No trust, no relationship. We know that. That's for sure. And so I certainly understand the desire to protect. I've been hurt many different ways. I assume you have in many different ways. I certainly understand I'll be hurt many times in the future. I could imagine that'll be true for you. But in that, we have a choice. Is it worthwhile protecting? Or can we manifest and generate a new experience? And I think that's the attempt. And one way to do that is exploration. Some distinctions on the second board. Oh, so many distinctions. <laughs> I also noticed that my trek down here to Costa Rica is that it was this commitment to explore new lands, <laughs> new language, new experience, these kinds of things. It actually pulled me out of the state of protection that I had found myself in. which was useful. And so fundamental motivation that satiates is exploration. You're, explore, you're, you're, you're committed clearly to explore, otherwise you wouldn't be here. You're in Costa Rica, damn it. <laughs> so you pulled yourself out of your life because you felt you needed it for whatever reason and placed yourself here. New country, new environment, new yoga studio, new people. And so there's a commitment you have to explore and that's worth paying attention to because it's saving you from something and it's yourself. You wanna understand that, that your commitment to explore actually saves you from you, which is bizarre, but absolutely true. And how important it is to acknowledge and to support this desire you have to explore. It gets you into new experiences, out of the old and into the new. And perhaps in the new, you can learn something. And that's what's so beneficial. The things you don't want or expect happen in the unknown, the place you do not know. And perhaps during your time here, you'll learn something. Wouldn't that be fascinating? Something you may not expect. Maybe even something you don't necessarily want. Maybe this conversation. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I wasn't expecting this and I don't want it. <laughs> so just shut up and let's do some yoga. <laughs> As a consequence, either you can cower and shrivel, which is a tendency. Posture protection leads us into there. We cower and shrivel, weaken ourselves. In the presence of the unknown, in the unknown, or you can lift yourself to the occasion. And for whatever reason, you lifted yourself to the occasion. You got on a plane, you came to Costa Rica, and here you are. What a beautiful thing. And how much trust that took within yourself to do such a thing. How much courage it took for you to be here. And do not underestimate how important it is to acknowledge that. New information is both terrifying. That is true. Horrifying. New experiences can be that. Terrifying and horrifying. Because you don't know it. And also it's full of potential. It's kind of a conflict. We don't necessarily like the unknown because we don't know it. It can be a fear-based experience, but it's also so very good for us 
to be able to embrace new things, new people, new environments and experiences. So it's like this conflict we can find ourselves in. Yes, I want new things, but no, I don't. No, I don't. You already know what you know, that's for sure. <laughs> and you're full of that, bunch of know-it-alls. You know what you know. Everything new comes from the unknown. That's what's so intriguing about stepping into the unknown. As difficult as it is sometimes. How intriguing and important it is for your sanity, for your health, for your life, and everything you hold near and dear. I can imagine that's why you're intrigued by yoga in some ways. It's a great exploration, isn't it? Fascinating. But even in that, we can self-sabotage ourselves, this practice of yoga, by resisting anything new and choosing to stay the same. I'm going to stay with what I know. Nope, I don't do anything new. <laughs> the hell with that. And you'll notice that in this practice, perhaps I'll give you something new to explore. And right in that, you'll have an opportunity to choose staying with what you know or choosing something new. It will be both terrifying in its own unique way and also full of potential. It seemed like a reasonable thing to get after. That's you, by the way to get after yourself. That's the request. I have a question for you. I like to ask questions because I'm curious to make this real for you. How do you protect yourself? Big question. How do you tend to protect yourself? What's that posture? Play shy, coy. Be quiet, be loud and out there. You use humor. Well, what do you do? Do you get a sense of that? Oh, don't leave me hanging, people. Oh, <laughs> it's one of the things you won't want to admit. You won't want to say it, but I'm giving you an opportunity to say it. How do you protect yourself? Say that again? I definitely want an answer. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Okay. All right. So you, there's like a coolness. Yeah. Okay. Coolness that keeps distance between you and others. Okay, very good. Thanks for that. Who else? What do you got out there? Yeah, judgmental. Yeah. Okay, good. So some judgment in between you and others. At least I'm not like them, those kinds of things. Okay, good. Very good. 
Pardon me? Laugh? Okay, so laughter. Okay, yeah, great. Thanks for that. Mm -hmm. That can get in the way, absolutely. So it's good. So some examples out in space. It's important to understand how you protect yourself. And perhaps you can interrupt this practice you have moving forward. Perhaps you can warm yourself up moving forward. Who knows? Catch your judgments. Perhaps not use your laughter as a way to shield yourself in some ways. And those are all good things. And that will be an exploration into the unknown. The very place you don't want to go. <laughs> and that's typically closer to people. The very thing we don't want, but do want. That's the conflict. I want you, but I don't know you. And so you're a damn threat. <laughs> and so let me just check you out for a while to see whether I can stand you or not. It's fascinating. So let this practice be meaningful. That's the idea. Get yourself out of that energy and posture of protection and into the unknown and use your commitment to explore the very commitment you trusted to get yourself here at Peace Retreat in Costa Rica. You ready for that? I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> very good. We're going to move into practice. And so this conversation is on fear. How fitting. And this morning, if you weren't here, I was speaking about the posture of protection and the tendency to protect ourselves, to protect. And what we're protecting ourselves from is fear, or is from being hurt, which is a fearful experience of being hurt or harmed or losing in some ways. And so that's what I was speaking about this morning when I was teaching about the posture of protection and how, gets, how we get ourselves out of that is the ability to explore. We'll move ourselves into a state of exploration, get ourselves out of the state of protection and discover new things about ourselves, others around us, and expand our frame of knowledge, which creates safety and greater understanding and common ground and all these various different things. And so I want to carry on with this conversation this afternoon as we move into restorative practice. What interrupts the ability to rest is fear. Not just fear, but fear in some ways, fear response. And we have a tendency of being in fear body. Our body is informed with fear and the attempt to protect ourselves. And so here are some distinctions. I'm gonna talk briefly about the sympathetic nervous system, which is fight or flight. You know, it's like, yeah, gotta fight or gotta take off because I don't feel safe, fear-based experience. And in that state, it's very difficult to relax. And you're about to move into restorative practice. So ideally, you can relax some. So you can actually restore. Moving out of this experience isn't so easy, but useful. Fear stops people. You stop moving forward. And it can act as a hindrance to exploration, which is a bad idea. If we stop for too long, things don't go well for us. And why? As you stop, negative emotions take grip to motivate your behaviors, and that is not good. We're mostly motivated by negative emotions, if you haven't noticed yet. <laughs> That's the tendency. 
as it were mo motivated large, in large part by negative emotions. So if we're not exploring and have the ability to move into new spaces, we won't experience positive emotions. We're not challenging ourselves and expanding into these curious spaces. We're just stuck with what we know, which is a dead state in some ways. And what takes grip is negative emotions, whatever those may be. Guilt, shame, fear, these things that can stick us in place and keep us there. Fear keeps. <laughs> Forgive my spelling errors. <laughs> That's what happens when I rush. <laughs> fear keeps you frightened, frail, and underdeveloped, and that is absolutely true. We, we turned into ourselves. We stopped looking. We stopped engaging. It's all about how to protect. And fear is a way of keeping us frail. And ideally, you've noticed that along the way. How frail you can be if you're in a frightened state for too long. It's not good for you, nor is it good for anybody around you. And then you can ask yourself, it's like, what are you fearful of? Hmm. Probably quite a few things. To narrow that list would be good. Because it's the things that bother you, that don't allow you to rest and take care of yourself and to nurture yourself in useful ways. The opposite of fear is bravery. I'm going to build the case that confronting your fears is a good idea because it actually gives you access to resting because you've solved a problem. Typically, fear arises when we have a problem we can't figure out or don't want to figure out. Bravery gives us the access to move into fear, to confront challenges that we have and to solve those problems. And once we solve problems, we can actually rest. And that's a good thing. And so bravery, I'm attempting to connect this to the parasympathetic, parasympathetic nervous system where we can rest and digest. Rest and digest, not just digest food, that too, but your experience and experience is. And that's important that we digest those two. And sometimes we miss that opportunity. Digest our thoughts, our emotions, you know, the things that we're moving through. Get your fear behind you so it pushes you forward. This is the trick of fear. <laughs> fear typically blocks us from moving forward. If you can get fear behind you, it'll push you into places you don't necessarily want to go. But that's good for you. And you've done it already. Otherwise, you wouldn't be here. One of the ways to look at fear is I'll experience more fear if I stay as I am versus moving into a new experience of myself. Perhaps I'll be less fearful. I'll be wiser, much more brave as a consequence of my efforts of moving myself forward. And this is the transformation that has to occur when it comes to fear, that it no longer stops you. It actually pushes you. And if you can get a hold of your relationship to fear that way, it's a good thing. Not simple, but good nonetheless. And so that's the attempt, is to get your fear behind you. Allowing something to stay the same should terrify you, including yourself. <laughs> Not to stay the same. That should be terrifying to you. It certainly is to me, because I already know what's waiting for me if I choose to say the same and what I've nestled myself into. I already see the future state. It's my family lineage. That's what's waiting for me. It's waiting for all of us. 
future me is my father. I already have this guy out in front of me that I can see clearly. But the consequences of his inability to tackle some of his issues has cost him. And I'm attempting diligently to solve those problems for myself, which is horrible, but great. An ability to shift my fear behind me that I don't want to become that. I don't want to experience that. Motivates me in a very, in a very particular way so I can explore new territory. It's a significant responsibility to pick up and to take on. It's a wise one to do. That's my argument here. <laughs> and the more that we confront certain issues, we become more brave and of course have the capacity to rest, relax, take care of ourselves in various different ways. And that is my hope for you this afternoon, that you can rest. We'll see how that goes for you. Nice to be with you. Nice to have you here.